Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. On today's podcast, we're going to crack the code why so many agents fail. Real estate is not a business for the faint of heart, that is for sure. But the simple fact is, is that there is a record number of agents right now that are failing out of the business faster than they have in certainly the amount of, you know, Julie and I have been in the business since the early 90s, and there have the failure rate of real estate, it's always been fairly consistent, but the last probably three to five years, Percent-wise, it does seem that more agents are struggling to stay in the industry. And what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be giving you the top seven reasons why most agents, unfortunately, will fail out of the real estate business. The best thing about today's podcast, I think all of you will agree after you listen to all seven points, is that you can avoid all seven of these reasons uh, why most are, you know, why, why agents do fail. So avoid these things, and it obviously dramatically increases your likelihood of not being real estate roadkill. Well put. So according to the National Association of Realtors, 87% of licensed realtors do actually fail out of the business in five years or less. That means that only 13% survive. Well, why is this and how can you be part of that 13% not just surviving, but thriving? We're going to give you those reasons. So let's jump into reason number one if you're ready. And Julie, I don't know if you read this. Um, maybe you did, and that's where you got a lot of your points. But the article, there was a, several articles that were written about National Association of Realtors and someone deep diving into the data they produce about the average agent and whatever. Mm -hmm. And there were some independent studies done. And uh, the average agent in the country is earning something like less than $10,000 per year. Yes. Do you know that? I know. And then essentially 50% did zero transactions. Well, then that brings us to the 13% that survive and do all the deals, right? Right. And you know, the, the thing that always bothers me about um, those surveys, frankly, mm -hmm. is they're always biased. For sure. example, when National Association of Realtors, uh, you know, Julie and I are huge supporters of NAR, but when they produce their reports, uh, oftentimes what they'll do is they'll do a select, they'll send out a survey, a re you know, request for people to complete a survey, and they're sending that to members who are probably actively participating in National Association of Realtors. So they're kind of, I'm not saying cherry picking who they're going to survey, but generally speaking, the people that are going to respond to the survey are probably actively involved in real estate. Whereas some of the independent reports, what they do is they strictly go from the stats from you know the various MLSs and whatnot. So when Julie and I are giving you these sort of doom and gloom statistics about the failure rate in real estate, I'm going to share something with you. If you were to go to statistics about um, – there was a – Julie, what is it? Uh, the uh, Small Business Administration, mm -hmm. right? Go to the SBA, Google it, and you'll find that the failure rate for almost all small businesses is exactly what the failure rate for real estate is. In other words, the real estate – agents that are not they're not failing out of the industry any faster than anybody starting any business so what is it about people that survive and thrive over long periods of time versus people that don't so again write these points down and like always our notes for today's show are down below so if you're on stitcher spotify doesn't where you know if you're on youtube doesn't matter where you're listening to us scroll down below and you'll see our notes for today's show. And also, while you're there, make sure you sign up for a local Harris Real Estate Meetup. Those are happening all over the country. We're doing 50 this month. So make sure you set, uh, register to, you know, you have to RSVP. These are going to be small, intimate gatherings of our podcast fans, coaching clients, a lot of people on our eXp Realty group. So these are happening all over the United States. And uh, the best way for you to attend is to RSVP right away. 
Um, and you can do that do so easily by clicking the link below or just go to harrisrealestatemeetup.com, harrisrealestatemeetup.com. All right. So reason number one, why many agents, 87% fail out of the business in five years or less. Well, absolutely no accountability of any kind. Most agents were previously either in school where there's lots of accountability or were W-2 employees working at a quote, normal job that has daily accountability. But now you're in a 1099 independent contractor world. And what happens is, and I think you'll agree with this, most agents become immediately too independent and can go months without knowing what to do, when to do it, how to do it. You know, sporadic work equals sporadic income, but discipline and consistency are your friends. And right. And they don't know the difference, frankly, between work, you know, real work and, and work theater. Work theater, and that's, exactly. And, and a lot of agents get pulled into work theater, and we're going to be kind of sprinkling some knowledge, hopefully, on you guys throughout this podcast. But work theater, by definition, is anything that appears as work but really isn't. It might actually take up time, but... Just imagine if you were your own real estate coach and you're sitting on your shoulder all every single day, what would you be telling yourself not to do that you're doing? Not what would you be telling yourself to do because that's too easy. What would you tell yourself to stop doing? And it's quite, uh, you guys all know the answer. Well, anything that's not going to lead directly to put uh, you being uh, put in a position to help somebody and make money, which leads to point number two. Perfect. So reason number two, you just gave me a nice segue there. Confusion about where closable, motivated buyer and seller leads actually come from. This starts when new or newer agents have a couple of fairly easy deals right out of the gates, almost always friends and family deals. And that makes it easy to believe that all of your deals will always come easily and always from people who already know, love, and trust you. But inevitably, that uh, runs its course. Agents wait too long to become proactive or start spending money they don't have on things that won't work or work quickly enough. Closable leads come from people who clearly actually need your help. So you can refer to our podcast or many podcasts, but especially the Real Estate Agents 90-Day Money-Making Plan and the countless other podcasts we have regarding proactive lead generation. That's a little... So let's... I'm going to kind of decipher what you just said, okay? Sure. So what happens is a lot of agents get into the business and then they rush to YouTube and they rush to this and the other thing and they look for how can I get leads? Like everyone's, and it is true, you do need leads, otherwise you don't have a business, right? right? But so everyone spends all their energy focusing on leads and then they focus nowadays, agents focus a lot on branding and marketing and after all, I need leads and so that's what the branding and the marketing's for. Now here again, drill down in your minds. What can you be doing right now which is gonna put you in a position to make money in the next 60 to 90 days? What is it that you, what activity can you be doing right now, listeners, that's going to pretty much be guaranteed to put money in your pocket in the next 60 to 90 days? Write a list of those things. You know, seriously, is it going to be the marketing and the branding? No. Is it going to be the, you know, the, the videos that you're going to make? No. You're all doing these things based on the speculation that sometimes in the future that stuff's going to pay off because everyone else has told you that it'll pay off. Who are the everybody else's that have told you that? Have they ever sold real estate before? Or, or are they actually just trying to sell you marketing and branding and some you know YouTube video course? In other words, the people that you're going to get your information from, are you actually validating that they're worth listening to? Do you guys understand what I'm trying to say? So one of my theories is, is why more agents are failing faster in the real estate industry is because there's such an enormous tsunami of uh, agents that have gotten into the business in the last 15 years. And what happens now is they're, and they've never learned how to be proactive lead generators. They've only been selling in one kind of market where basically homes sell themselves. And we're still in a market like that now. And then what's happening is, is they're now the ones that are kind of, you know, mentoring this next generation, this next crop of agents. And so the, uh, essentially the, the uh, attachment 
to buying business in essence, being a passive lead generator is essentially passing from one generation to the next. Mm -hmm. So the very essence of what it takes to be successful in real estate or anything in life, by the way, is doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. So I'm going to go back and ask you guys questions, hopefully helping you to be introspective. What is it that you want to do the least in the real estate business today? What is it that you absolutely positively, Julie's laughing, what is it you absolutely positively do not want to do in the real estate in your real estate business today? I know what you're all thinking because I've been coaching agents for two decades, okay? It's anything that's going to result in you having a direct conversation with a buyer or seller where, you, you frankly, you might get rejected. Anything that's going to revolt, result in you pre-qualifying someone, anything that's going to require you to have a conversation where you might get rejected. Are you guys understanding where I'm getting at here? But on the other side of those conversations and learning how to do those, have those conversations fluidly, fluidly, fluidly. I got it right the first time. Yeah. On the other side of those conversations, that's where the money's at. No two ways about it. Well, that's absolutely right. I was, I was kind of maybe laughing to myself just, you know, with a heart of love going out to our many coaching clients that are living the life of, yeah, you do have to work harder right now. I had a note in, in our uh, outline today that you have to remember a higher percentage of your past clients and center of influence, you know, your easy deals that you've counted on, especially during the COVID years, they either closed recently at a super low rate or they refinanced themselves into a super late, uh, super low rate. The COVID years where we had Fast and Furious, you know, we had six and a half million sales. That's a lot more than we had last year. And that pulled the sales from the future. Exactly. It's like when you put, if you had a store and you, you know, this is the reason companies like Apple never discount because all you're doing is you're pulling future business into yes. the present. And that's what basically happened during COVID because of the low interest rates. That's right. And so the, the deals that were flowing so easily back then, the FOMO deals, a lot of that has dried up and was robbed from the future. That means that if you're somebody, it's, it's the agents that were very dependent on their database deals that are feeling like they have to work so much harder because, you know, before it was a certain percentage, but that percentage is lower because everybody, well, not everybody, but most people already bought or refied. I, I do have a little spin on that that you and I talked about last week from a HousingWare interview where they uh, were talking to a millennial uh, sales agent and, and she said, you know, the thing that, that she was seeing is a lot, she said from her perspective, a lot of us in that age group especially, you know, we just bought something because we didn't want to lose out on the low rates and this we knew this was going to be unusual, but it wasn't necessarily what we wanted. So as rates adjust and become normalized, you know, they're not going to be three to three and a half, four percent, but there will be some sales. But the point is, it's harder to find that diamond in the rough in your database. They're not coming to you. You have to find them. Well, Julie, it goes back to the fact that you've only been selling real estate in the last 15 years, which is, exactly. let's be honest, you know. Sounds like a long time, but it was a really long run of a hot seller's market. Right. So you've never, in that time when, you know, essentially there was enough FOMO, fear of missing out in the marketplace, that if you went to a seller, and I'm oversimplifying if you guys understand what I'm saying, those of you who are in the business, there wasn't a seller, and, and it's still true, there are tons of sellers that are sitting on enormous amounts mm-hmm. of equity in the marketplace. But the thing is, is those sellers, if they have a mortgage on their place at all, they have essentially a huge incentive to basically slow play their next move, waiting for rates to adjust because of the fact they have super low payments. 
So they're sitting on you know huge equity with really, really low payments. That's very seductive to want to slow down the pace of things. Julie said something really important where, I mean, I'm seeing an onslaught of new coaching clients obviously yes. joining with us. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are the ones that have built their businesses or tried to build their businesses off branding, marketing, but also those, mm -hmm. and this is the biggest group, I think, who have only done centers of influence and in past yes. clients. Now, centers of influence and in past clients, absolutely the critical first critical spoke we want you guys to put on your wheel. Mm -hmm. But what the the essentially the mistake that all, frankly, basically Most all of you of them, have made yeah. is you don't build another spoke. You just, because again, there is so much fear of missing out in the marketplace. Your sellers in the past were, you know, they weren't that selective who they were listing with because they knew the house would sell itself. Buyers were going to buy, as to Julie's example, even if they didn't really particularly like the house, the condition of the location. Available. You guys get it? <laughs> yeah. So now that that's kind of, that, that market is no longer, then you're going to have to deal with essentially the reality that you're going to have to be proactive about going after your business. Still work your centers of influence and past clients, but you must learn some proactive lead generation methods. Supplement, enhance, reinforce the proactive active with a passive. Exactly. Well put. So reason number three, why many agents fail out is relying on luck, hopium, and speculation instead of those sales skills that you were just talking about. So stop spending your hard-earned money on things that are not directly related to closed or closable transactions. That, Julie, that is such that like if that could just be all seven points, right? Right. So if you're thinking about contemplating spending money on something, all right, it does not, does not matter what it is. You should ask the person who's selling this thing to you, uh, this idea, this whatever it is, ask them, okay, you're asking me to spend a dollar. How long is it going to take for me to make $5 from this $1? And if they don't give you a clear answer, if they don't give you an absolute you know, look into the future that makes sense to you, they're selling you hopium. They're selling you something that they don't want you to hold them accountable to. That, by the way, is the ultimate downfall of marketing and branding-based businesses is you still, you keep spending money, keep spending money, keep spending money. Keep, oh, you got, okay, got a deal. Keep spending money, keep spending money, keep spending, oh, got a deal. You're always waiting for your train to come in versus if you're a proactively generation, generator is your primary source of business, you could control the train schedule. You can control yeah. when the train comes in. You can control your cash flow versus waiting and hoping and praying. It's actually a lot better lifestyle. Than, totally. Than, well, know. it's because you wake up in the morning, you have a schedule, getting back to your first point. You wake mm -hmm. up in the morning, you have a schedule, you do your proactive lead generation, you do your pre-qualifying, you do your the work of real estate, and you do that every single day and you start building positive momentum. Yes, I get it. You did not get into real estate to essentially do what you didn't want to do and you didn't want to do it at the highest level. How's that working out for you? You guys get the point here? That question wasn't on the test. <laughs> Would you like to? <laughs> All right, but it is the reality. So reason number four, not leading with profit. Your product is profit. Every day you decide to run a not-for-profit organization or a for-profit organization yourself. Which one depends on the actions that you're taking. So refer to our podcast about your success schedule. Tim just talked to you about that. Activities that lead to profit in real estate are proactive lead generation, furiously fast lead follow-up, pre-qualifying, presenting, negotiating, and closing. Now, here's the key to that. The whole list that we just both rattled off is completely dependent on the first activity, that is proactive lead generation. Why? Well, you could have the best presentation in the whole entire planet, but if you don't have any leads, you don't have any appointments, it doesn't really matter. You've got to proactively create those leads. By the way, a lot of you, you're going to be looking for your next natural step in your real estate businesses, which you know, should be all of you, but I know realistically it's half of you that are listening. 
So you're going to want to join Premier Coaching. And we have made it very easy for you to do so with absolutely no risk. And we want you to try out uh, Premier Coaching for a month for free. And we are including a daily semi-private coaching call with one of our hair certified coaches. The way you join is very simple. You scroll down below and you click the link to join um, you know, Premier Coaching. Or you can just go to premiercoaching.com, premiercoaching.com. You're looking for a proven path forward. You, or you're tired or frankly, maybe you don't even have the you know, the gumption, you don't want to take the risk of trying things. You're not in real estate because you're trying to create your own, like this isn't an art project for you. You want to make a living of this. You want to build a career around this. You want to have something that you're proud of that you've built, right? That is what your real estate business should be that creates consistent profit to Julie's previous point. That it comes from, you know, having an actual proven system that you're going to follow. Don't waste time trying to patchwork quilt some sort of system together. That's a lot of you do. You listen to this video, you listen to this podcast, you go to this seminar and you kind of work it all in and then you wonder why it doesn't work. Remember, failure rate of agents is increasing, not decreasing. The lifespan of someone with a, you know, that's an active member of the National Association of Realtors over the last really 15 years, but five years in particular, has been decreasing, not increasing. Why? It's because you're being offered too many distractions and because you're being told that there's easy buttons, there's shiny objects. There aren't. Those are lies. You know it. You you intuitively know it. I wish there were. I wish there were shortcuts. I mean, Zoe, our ten year old, right? You know, I tell her <laughs> Queen sometimes. Queen of a shortcut. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. She's always looking for him. But she comes home from school and she looks like she had her butt kicked all day. And I remind her, Zoe, you actually worked harder than Mama and Dad did today. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, it's funny because well, it's because yeah. of her schedule. Because of her schedule. And remember our original point today was lack of accountability. And yet, I mean, look at how well people do in school. Look at how much she learns. It's unbelievable. You know, they have seven different classes plus after school stuff. Basically, when the bell rings, you change classes. There's not an option to go from English to math. You just do it. And she's 10. How many of you 40-year-olds listening right now couldn't even keep it to a schedule for an hour? You guys get the point? There's some, there's something about like, uh, you know, becoming an adult and getting a real estate license that all of a sudden you just sort of magically forget all the things that you already learned that it takes for you to be successful. If you want to go to the, if you want to get in good shape and you know, you go to the gym every day, Julie and I, you know, if you guys follow us on Instagram, we post pictures of us doing kettlebells and whatever. We don't like it anytime ever, not once, but we do it every (laughs) single day because the accumulation effect of having done it really pays off. That is true with everything in life. I mean, Julie and I are our combined age right now is over a hundred years old. <laughs> so, Thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. Some but, days I feel like that more than others. But here's the thing yeah. that I, Julie and I would have said ten or fifteen years ago, but now we're living it. Mm-hmm. The accumulation effect, like I just said, pays off. Doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level for long ass periods of time is what it takes. And it's not too late. I mean, some of the greatest businesses in the world were started by people in their 50s and their 60s. Some of them in their 70s. I mean, there's lots of examples out there. So doesn't don't use your age or don't use anything as your excuse not to basically uh, you know succeed at the highest levels. You just have to accept the fact that it is going to take doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. That's right. Actually, I believe Charlie Munger talked about that as well. He's in one of his main 10 points. We're going to do a podcast on that. That you have to realize that pretty much everything in life will absolutely take longer than you want it to, than you think it's going to, but waiting just prolongs all of that. Yeah. And if you're honestly, I think it's super hard for millennials nowadays. I do too. Or younger people, right? Mm-hmm. They're popping around on different socials and they're seeing all these fake influencers yeah. and, you know, popping off on their, on and off their private jets under their chauffeur driven Rolls Royces. Right. Guys, it's all bullshit. Yeah. You should know that. It's not true. 
and they're talking about how they're millionaires and all the rest of it. Yeah, prove it. How can exactly. it possibly be true? It's not. They're trying to sell you something. That's their version of marketing and branding and advertising. So it is harder to believe that you will get there over a long period of time when you don't have short-term, you know, real palatable short-term wins. After all, look at this guy on Instagram who's, you know, flying on his private jet to Tahiti. And he's only, he's like two years younger than you. And he's only been you know, doing whatever he's doing for like six months. And oh my gosh, you're working too hard. Success isn't supposed to be this hard. Why is it, why am I having to do what I don't want to do and I don't want to do at the highest level? Why am I being asked to be uncomfortable? Why am I being asked to, you know, essentially sacrifice? Because that's what it takes. And you intuitively in your heart know what I'm saying is true. Very well put with enthusiasm and energy because, you know, we see it, we live it, we know that it's it, true. Julie, truthfully, it's the thing I'm most proud of about your and I's professional and frankly personal life mm -hmm. is that we really never deviated in our 32 years of marriage no. uh, from uh, that. We, we, we kind of, yeah. I think, wandered occasionally, sure. but we never got it. We always stayed on the path. Staying focused, that's what the word stands for. Follow one course until successful. So reason number five that some of you unfortunately might fail out is lazy lead follow-up, overly complicated communication methods. If you're not using lead follow-up scripts, buyer and seller pre-qualification scripts, and furiously fast in your lead follow-up, you are on track to be part of that 87% who fail. If you're ending any day, here's how you fix this. If you are ending any day with leads that you have not called, called, not texted, sent smoke signals, whatever, <laughs> then you are a lazy lead follower-upper. And I know, well, they texted me, so I have to text them back. No, you call them, you make the connection. Don't have different rules for different people. I'll tell you, one of the, the craziest calls, and this is fairly consistent, we, we probably have several of these a month, where somebody will call asking about coaching, and they'll state on their little survey, I need help with lead generation. So then somebody will call them back, but their voicemail's full. How does this make any sense? You need help with lead follow-up. We Actually, have scripts for that. The better example of the most moronic advice ever <laughs> given to real estate agents, and there is a lot about uh, lead follow-up, is the moron who says basically that you should wait to follow up on all your leads because you don't want to seem overly anxious. I know. I think desperate. that's a YouTube thing because oh, I hear about that all the time. OMG. That is the 100% <laughs> exact opposite of the way that anybody who's successful at anything in life operates. That is so insane. <laughs> it's it's hardly even, it, it's not even fathomable that someone would even have a video with one view that produced such a dumpster fire like that. Well, I think they maybe know that that's what agents want to hear. Well, but Julie just said it. That's why. Because you, know, you guys are being, being given excuse. excuses to be lazy. Exactly. But lazy is not profitable. Point. Reason number six. Reason number six. No business plan. Reasons that you fail, potentially. No business plan, no business coach, and little exposure to success. Influencers on Instagram and YouTube don't count. Birds of a feather flock together. So if you're hanging out with a bunch of new or unproductive agents, you feel like that's normal. And, and you will have that said to you. It's normal for you not to do a deal for your first six months, first 12 months, first 18 months. It doesn't no, make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It might be normal for the person telling you, but it's not normal. Instead, follow and emulate the successful. This business is far more simple than most agents make it. One of the best things uh, that we've done professionally uh, ever is joining with eXp Realty five years ago. Our eXp Realty group has now like 33, almost 3,400 agents from all over the United States and different countries. 
And one of the main reasons that people choose Julie and I to be their sponsors is, I mean, a lot of them are podcast listeners, a lot of them are coaching clients, a lot of them have purchased books. They've been following Julie and I for decades in one form or another. But the biggest reason, and I hear this all the time from folks that are joining with us, is they want to actually follow a proven path. And along with our premier coaching program and our coaching in general, eXp Realty works perfectly because it allows you to create multiple sources of income and you are being surrounded by like-minded people that are really trying to, you know, I emulate successful people, sure. but most importantly, they're trying to become their best versions of themselves as real estate professionals. You, listener, right now are ready to upgrade your brokerage experience. Let's have that conversation. Julie and I would be honored to be your eXp Realty sponsors. There's two ways you can learn about uh, joining with Julie and I. The first way is, guess what? Scroll down in the notes below, click the link, and you can look at our group's website and understand all the benefits you get when you join with Julie and I uh, at eXp Realty. Or like many of you, if you're ready to land the plane and choose your eXp Realty sponsor, again, we humbly are applying for the job of being your eXp Realty uh, sponsor. We want to you know, partner with you at eXp Realty. You, and if you're ready to choose your sponsor and you've not yet chosen a sponsor, text me directly. 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. Again, it's down below in the show notes, the link to look at our eXp Realty site. It's Our group's called Libertas, which is Latin for freedom. Um, if you can just get more information there, make sure you watch the videos. You can look on your mobile phone or whatever. Uh, and But if you're ready to land the plane and choose your eXp Realty sponsor, text me directly at 512-758-0206. And my phone number is also in the show notes below. So our final reason, number seven, makes me the saddest because it happens to many agents who actually were successful, but they made this mistake. Well, we made this mistake. Yes. And that's why, you know, it's hard to make this one until you actually have been successful and made some money. And that is failure to save and failure to pay taxes. You mentioned eXp a second ago. Glenn Sanford, the founder of the fastest growing real estate brand in the world, eXp, said that agents are historically terrible at those two things saving and paying taxes. So how do you cure that? You must pay yourself first, pay your taxes on time, and find multiple sources of profit from your real estate practice. So what's the solution? Follow a plan, get involved with Premier Coaching, ask us more about eXp Realty so you aren't going to be real estate roadkill. Surround yourself with successful Harris certified coaches, other Premier Coaching members, our elite coaching clients that we talk about on this podcast all the time. You can join today by for free by visiting premiercoaching.com and Tim showed you how to contact him to talk about eXp. So, you know, hopefully you guys wrote some of these things down and are creating a plan to not fall into these re these seven reasons. Don't be real estate roadkill. All of this is curable. I, You know, this is the interesting thing. Mm -hmm. um, there, and I listen to what I'm going to say, listeners. This is a, you know, conclusion for today's show. In my opinion, this is the best time to actually be in real estate as a new agent or a veteran. And I'm going to tell you why. And nobody talks about this, which I find mind-boggling. Demographics. Mm -hmm. There are more people that are going to, you know, I'll say want to on the buyer side, but have to on the seller side, do a real estate transaction with the next five years or less than there ever has been in the history of the United States. I'll say even as go as far as to say, I'm guessing here, but the history of the world. There are more people in the United States that are going to want to or have to do a real estate transaction for all the normal things that happens as people go through the seasons of life, right? Yes. So, the, and right now, uh, there's more, the, there's a huge surge of people who are 38 years old, who are in the family formation, married, have kids, want to buy a house. And that number of people, 
are is is way larger and followed by other larger waves of people than the baby boomers ever were. And by the way, the baby boomers are going to be downsizing. And by the way, there's a lot of new construction happening. There's a lot of people, all mm-hmm. the things, right? There are there's more demand for real estate than there ever has been, and certainly on our Julie and I's real estate uh, careers. You want proof? There's no inventory, right? Things sell off really fast. Mm-hmm. We did have an interest rate challenge. I'll agree with that. When the interest rates were eight percent, that certainly was pre- you know preventing some people from purchasing. But think about this: Julie and I never thought there really truly was an interest rate challenge or interest rate problem. There was an inventory problem. Why do we know that? Because when new, more homes came for sale, even when the interest rates were higher, they still had a ridiculously small days in the market, and prices still went up. The real estate industry is operating almost as its own economy outside of the normal economy. Yes, that has uh, always been true, but it's more true now again because it's really defragmented from the realities and has decoupled from the rest of the picture. Because it's yes, it's an asset. You would argue it's an asset class, but it has so many different moving parts to it. You know, people want to purchase a home. Renters want to be owners. Owners want to move up. They want to change, you know, more space, better school district, what have you. That's baked in. You can't say that about other things, right? So the push to be an owner is so, I mean, I do think that the the inventory issue is going to continue, but I think the builders are making up for a lot of that. And, I, uh, you I know, scro- you have to be proactive. I was scrolling on Netflix last night, desperately yep. trying to find something to watch. <laughs> I know. And so I went just to, I don't even remember, but I started looking at all the different things and I was shocked how, I shouldn't have been, but I was, how many of them were about real estate? Yes. Uh, you know, uh, Rico, who's in our EXP Realty Group, mm-hmm. he was there. And then there's all these other, you know, luxury real estate agents. Different you know, spins Different spins. So there's all yeah. these, you know, essentially a lot of you, uh, millennials especially, you've grown up in a world where real estate is cool. You've grown up in a world where the Bravo TV stars are creating this, you know, amazing lifestyle if you're in the real estate business. It's a great wealth builder too. Exactly. Well, you know? the point is, is when Julie and I are in real estate, being a real estate <laughs> agent was down there at the bottom of the list of the careers you could actually right. pursue. It isn't like that anymore. Mm-mm. So the number of people that are getting into real estate is, you know, huge. But really what that's done is there are, you know, obviously lots, millions and millions and millions of people that have grown up with the idea that they want to always, they, they want to own a home. They don't want to be renters for life. So forget all the people that are trying to tell you that's no longer the American dream. Clearly it is. So you are in the right place at the right time. Stop procrastinating your success because we know statistically 87% of you won't make it past five years. And by the way, the bulk of you drop off within the first 24 months. It's because you don't drill down and realize you got to get your reps in. You got to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. And I'm here to tell you a lot of times you're not going to like it. That's the nature of work, but it does get easier. And frankly, it it becomes a heck of a lot less, uh, the pain becomes less acute when the cash flow starts flowing (laughs) and you start seeing yourself as a successful real estate practitioner. So in the meantime, thank you for keeping this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate agents in at least the United States. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.